we'd all love to hit skip on our problems now and again. But using weed to deal with stress as a teen won't make your issues go away. That's because THC messes with parts of the brain responsible for fear and anxiety, making it even harder to manage them on your own. So even the smaller things can start to feel difficult to handle. Learn better ways to deal with stress at mindovermarijuana.com. That's mindovermarijuana.com. Sponsored by the California Department of Public Health. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Peter Dietz, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. So I was doing a little bit of homework before our conversation and getting to better understand what... um, a little bit about you and also a little bit about unwrap it. But on this show, we like to talk about the good, the bad and the gritty of the startup world. So uh, the, 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 the great parts, the not so great parts and some of the challenging parts. But before we get into all of that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, so I do um, um, say on LinkedIn, and it's very much the case that I'm serial social entrepreneur. So since really teenage years, I've been starting initiatives um, and and uh, seeing where they go. Um, Unwrap it is my third or fourth, depending on how you count. If you count the failures, it's probably the fifth or sixth project I've undertaken. Um, and it's just the way I'm wired is to, to stand up social environmentally focused um, businesses. And what do you think? Where did, where did that all start? Was that just like a gut feeling or what, 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 where was the shift where you're like, you know what, I, I really want to give some attention to this area. And I think that I'm going to be really good at creating solutions for it. Uh, in terms of um, embracing entrepreneurship, as I said, that's always been the case. So it was never that I was in a day job and thought, I'd be a happier person if I subjected myself to the challenges of entrepreneurship. It's just always been what I do. Uh, In terms of like the social environmentally focused business, I think that uh, really came out of my um, university experience studying history and just recognizing the scale and entrenched nature of social environmental issues. And, you know, if we live one life, why not? Uh, try to to right some of those wrongs of the past and solve the problems of today. In my case, uh, that means embracing business as a force for good. Absolutely. And, it, and it, there's a lot of it happening. I don't think there, the awareness um, is as much as it could be, but there are a lot of um, great companies and brands like yours doing some things that would air quotes, do your part uh, as far as us contributing to this human experience into, uh, in, in, into mother earth. So, uh, your, your most recent company that you're working on right now that you've, uh, which is Unwrap It. Um, when did this all start and how did this get, how did this become something? Unwrap It in uh, some ways is, is uh, feline. So it's lived multiple lives. It started off as a, um, a tool for individuals to give gifts to one another that were experiential, digital or charitable in nature. Uh, just prior to the pandemic, I had to look really closely at at my progress over two and a half years, and it was clear I was not progressing. Uh, so I, I set out to find uh, some powerful co-founders to join me in this work and to really hone in on the 
um, corporate gifting as opposed to individual gifting. They're both enormously large um, and industries. Um, and so I found my way to Lindsay Morin and Talon Pence. And since October 2020, we've been you know, standing up to unwrap it that, that's available today uh, for companies to use to enhance their corporate gifting. Um, I am in awe of what, uh, with co-founders, we were, we were able to achieve or unwrap it was able to achieve versus the two and a half year slog as a solo founder. Uh, so can't think of a, a stronger case study for the transformational um, effect of having a strong founding team. Not a lot of people want to do that. Giving up control or, or, you know, what our ideas are and what we think is the right way. Some people are really sold on and not open to it. But when we are open to saying, hey, listen, maybe I don't have all the answers or the tools, resources and knowledge, but I can meet and bring people into in, into my circle that do incredible things start to happen. And it sounds like uh, you've, you've been living that. So the, the term social purpose business uh, is a newer term. I've heard social responsibility, mission-based, things of that nature. But I think these are new terms for people um, just understanding what this is all about. So if I was in the back of an Uber with you and you said you owned a social purpose business um, and I was getting out of the car in just a couple of minutes, how would you explain that to me? That is a really tough question to answer. It's super fast, but let's try. So a social purpose business, A, uh, develops products and services that aren't going to cause harm, aren't going to be exploitative in nature, and ideally create a positive impact uh, by addressing um, some kind of imbalance in in the system and in the set of options and solutions currently available but just as importantly a social purpose business really looks at how it operates you know how it's governed how it treats its employees how it interacts with uh, customers and other other partners and communities in which it operates and if you are looking for a quick framework to sort of wrap your head around a social purpose business i would point you to the b corp website so bcorporation.net uh, really lays out a comprehensive framework for standing up and becoming a social purpose business. Very cool. I'll be sure to include that link uh, in the show notes so you can check that out. That 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 sounded like a very uh, short but detailed uh, explanation of a social purpose business. So you did great on that, even though you thought maybe Thank it might have been a it might have been a little bit of a of a of a loaded question. So, in your opinion, and obviously you created this solution because there was a gaping void in 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 the corporate world and for these multi billion dollar corporations to have some sort of different perspective on what's possible with gift giving and something in, in, in the sustainability uh, space on here. It appears that most corporations act like they want to be socially responsible, but a lot of them, eh, it's to be determined whether or not that's actually uh, the, the case. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, whether companies want to or not, they're going to have to embrace new ways of doing business. Um, we face uh, enormous challenge with the climate crisis in which um, by 2030, we, our economies have to be approaching net zero in terms of emissions. Uh, from the unwrapped perspective, changing the way a company does gift giving by shifting away from physical gifts and embracing experiential digital charitable gifts, uh, we offer the low-hanging fruit for that transformation. It's a lot easier for a company, no matter the industry it's in, to change how it approaches gifting. Uh, 
and then the higher order of magnitude challenges how it approaches its core products and services so from our perspective in the aggregate if we can shift companies um, approaches to gifting uh, we will have a tremendous impact in reduced emissions and reduced landfill and what's been your approach to educating or helping corporations that just don't know that this is even a solution or again, yeah, I guess we would start there. I mean, if they, if they know it's a solution, they're probably actively at least seeking out uh, what opportunities are available for that. But what's been your approach to the education side of helping brands better understand what they don't know that they don't know about this? That's, that is, um, that's possibly the secret sauce. So from our perspective at Unwrap It, we don't need to educate any company on the environmental impact of, of their status quo gifting or the benefits of embracing Unwrap It, which has the, the zero waste kind of designed in. Instead, we've set out to create the best possible experience for recipients of corporate gifts. And our view is if a company is weighing option A versus option B, if we can offer a better uh, experience for recipients in which they have choice, in which they feel uh, that the experience has been personalized for them, in which they don't have to lug a physical thing home or then throw it away. Um, the company is going to choose unwrap it over the alternative. Excellent. I love it. So what are some examples of these gifts that, that, that corporations and your clients can, can take advantage of? Sure. So they range um, uh, from Let's start with experiential. So in a pandemic world, for better or worse, a lot of experiences are not available and wouldn't be appropriate to send you know, the recipients of corporate gifts off to uh, environments where they might spread virus. So with that caveat, experiential today means participating in a, a online cooking or um, educate online learning class or any kind of... Um, um, uh, experience that can be had from home in the not too distant future. Let's all hope and pray. Experiences could include, you know, meals and entertainment, arts and culture, sporting events, anything that people love and create fond memories from. Uh, digital, I've kind of touched on because today our experiential gifts are also our digital gifts, but that also extends into audiobooks, ebooks, uh, digital portraits of the recipient. Um, uh, professionally recorded podcasts in which the recipients, you know, memories are, are recounted for them. Um, and then there's a huge swath or category of gifts that we offer, which are charitable. So the recipients and the company's values have a, a platform uh, through the giving of charitable donations as gifts. Love that. And how has the response been based on based on that because something is i would think that if it's new for a corporation it's new for their for, for the people within that organization too have they been receptive to this type of gift giving uh for of course the customers who say yes to unwrap it are yeah. uh and the customers who say no like one of the ways we record a lost opportunity is stayed with physical or you know didn't get it stuck it with the coffee market. cups. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, reality is as an innovative solution, we're going to lose the majority of companies, but we're going to attract the innovators. And over time, those, those innovators will sort of make room for the early adopters and then the, the early majority, et cetera. Um, following the technology adoption curve that some of your listeners might be familiar with. Um, but for those who've embraced it, uh, the response has been, really positive. So we've had the recipients of corporate swag at 
an event post on LinkedIn. I can't believe this company planted trees in my honor when I visited their virtual booth at you know ProductCon. And that's for our customer, a huge win, a huge success. Uh, another company this past um, holiday season uh, made available charitable donation gift options among other options that their recipients uh, could choose from. And the two charities that they chose to feature were actually also their clients because they're accounting firm. They work with charities uh, as well as regular businesses. And so that company was thrilled to be able to have as one of their gift options, a charitable donation that benef- directly benefited their own client. Love it. So I also read that that, that is well over a $240 billion industry with corporate gift giving. Let's talk a little bit about that and where you see that going with solutions like you guys are creating or have created rather. Yeah. So corporate gifting is on the up and up, partly driven by the pandemic and companies not having other ways of, you know, approaching engagement and retention. And so gifting is sort of top of mind. Um, but I think that this trend would continue even post pandemic um, in because people love getting gifts. There's nothing wrong with gift giving. And if you're a company uh, and see that, uh, you can leverage it as a force for relationship building. Um, But yeah, corporate gifting, conventional corporate gifting, the status quo of corporate gifting is not sustainable. Um, It has the potential to exacerbate the climate crisis. In fact, it is. And most conference goers you talk to will lament the physical swag they were given. Not all, but some will lament it. Um, I keep the hand sanitizer. That's about it. Yeah. I pulled out of my swag closet, uh, a little hand sanitizer. I was like, wow, that was foresight, uh, on the part of this IP company that gave me that in 2019. Uh, nevertheless, um, corporate gifting, uh, can change. It has to change for, uh, our economies to achieve, um, a net net zero. Absolutely. Emissions. Absolutely. And I think that we're moving in the right direction. In fact, we've done several interviews on the show uh, around the topic of sustainability and brands that are doing actively doing something uh, to contribute to that process. So it's very refreshing to have these conversations, to know that, you know, we, we need to be in a specific place environmentally, um, you know, by, by 2030. And there's 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 brands like yours um, actively doing something about it, not talking about it, not saying we should be doing something, but actively uh, doing that. So I commend you guys for, for, for your efforts and the work that you guys uh, are doing. So it's 2022 at the time we're recording this episode. What are you guys up to this year? What are some of the major initiatives for Unwrap It? Um, we are, of course, hyper-focused on the product itself, making sure that it's delivering the best possible recipient experience. We are shoring up our gift supply. So if any listeners offer products and services that are digital, experiential, or charitable in nature, we'd love to talk with you to sort of grow that um, unique collection of gifts that we offer. Um, We're also focused on, um, and I'd love to just spend a minute on this, the aggregate uh, charitable donations that are possible if more of corporate gifting is charitable in nature. So I, I... did some digging on the statistics. And this is an unbelievable fact, but if just 30% of corporate gifting budgets went towards charitable donations in honor of the recipient, maybe the recipient gets a choice, maybe it's a tree planted. Um, the total 
corporate gifting budget associated with social impact gifting would exceed every um, grant that a private philanthropy foundation makes um, globally. Wow. So the, the, if you think of institutional philanthropy, it is a huge sum that's granted to charities and nonprofits every year. That's incredibly important. If just 30% of corporate gifts were charitable donation gifts, it would equal on a one-to-one basis the amount of grants and donations that foundations make. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? It's, it almost seems like a very, very small number, but with a combined effort, it's, a, it's totally an achievable goal. That's what we think, right? Like it's totally reasonable that a company would say, yeah, we're going to spend $100,000 on corporate gifting this year and 33,000 of that's going to be, sorry, just 30,000 of that is going to be gifts that are charitable in nature that reflect our customer's value, that reflect our value. And the other 70% is going to be DoorDash and Spotify and eBooks and audiobooks and things that can't end up in landfill. That's our vision. That's what we're hyper-focused on. I got to ask, is there any plans for NFTs to be included in this process? Because we're living in this world of what is an NFT or I own a bunch of them or I'm really not sure what's going on with them. I will be completely honest. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I have to do some education, but yes, that in theory, and I believe there one has been one gift campaign through Unwrapit where the customer sideloaded some NFTs or equivalent. Um, and they were well-received as a, as a gesture. I bet. Supposed to the curiosity of it all, but sustainable NFTs, because I'm still understanding how the blockchain right. works and all this fossil fuels and where do these, where do these things live and who operates them? I think we're all new to this space on here, but uh, a lot of conversation uh, around it. Yeah. And it's worth pointing out that just because something digital is digital doesn't mean it's zero waste or carbon neutral, yeah. uh, far, far from it. And, and the blockchain is an example where a lot of work has to happen to overcome the energy consumption required. Absolutely. I'm, well, I'm excited to see what's to come from all of that. And I, I think we're, you know, as, as we enter in this web three space, there's a lot of curiosity and there's also going to be a ton of solutions built on top of these specifically uh, with, with sustainability. So I'm excited to see how all that unfolds. Well, Peter, it's been such a great conversation and been uh, a privilege to get to know you a little bit better and better understand uh, what you guys got going on over at Unwrap It. For those of you listening, you want to check them out at unwrapit.com. Just like it sounds, the link to that will be provided in the description of this podcast episode. Well, keep up the great work, Peter. And uh, once again, it was great to spend a few minutes with you and have a great conversation about what you guys are doing uh, to make sure that you're doing your part uh, to make sure we got this planet as long as we need it. That's right. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks again, Peter. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.
We love the employee retention tax credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com.